0: You are listening to a Lighter Side Show podcast flashback with Jamie Butler, The Everyday Medium. This audio originally aired as a Lighter Side Show video episode on The Lighter Side Network and may have been edited from its original version. For up-to-date classes and events with Jamie, visit jamiebutlermedium.com and subscribe to the network.com for hundreds of video episodes and audio podcasts that explore wholeness living, energy work, and more. The Lighter Side Network, where the everyday meets the extraordinary. Welcome to The Lighter Side, live on Facebook. It is Thursday, 10 a.m. This is when we call out to you. I will be taking your comments. If you have any, please type them in. Um, If the questions are aligned with our topic that we're talking about today, absolutely I want to hear them. Our topic today is how to honor the dead in holiday season time, for holiday season time. The dead. It just sounds weird, right? It honestly, it makes me think of the band, the Grateful Dead.
1: Oh, that is that today's topic: honoring the dead.
0: Honoring Grateful Dead. The dancing bears. Yeah, dancing bears. (laughs) And Colleen will demonstrate how those dancing bears move. Look at this. She's not. We're so green and pretty today. We're also cut off. We're cut off. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) But we are renovating the office, guys. Stage coming soon. It's going to be wonderful. So a few housekeeping notes before we dive into this. I am, next year, 2017, starting the whole like mediumship series over, the basic, intermediate, and advanced. And I probably won't be doing this again until maybe next year. (laughs) So once a year, I'm kind of trying to put a schedule together. So we'll do basic in January, intermediate in February, and advanced in March. And what these classes are about is how do you engage with energy, how do you perceive it, how do you get the information from it, how do you communicate to your loved ones, how do you do readings, and how do you channel the information, how do you channel spirit, how do you communicate, all of that. So it's kind of a gradual step in until the finale. And then I'll be doing some other classes throughout the year sporadically. Um, Our big one is the Luma Summit in September. Is that what we picked? I know we picked the fall. Maybe I'm not. It's the fall of 2017. (laughs) I don't know. But before that, the advanced class. Yes, the advanced class. (laughs) Come see us. Okay, getting to our topic today, how to honor your loved ones, deceased family members for the holiday. I'm sure you guys have gotten some ideas, but I was digging through some of my paperwork when I was with Eric Meadows, and he did a little lesson on this in 2012 when I was out in San Diego. And I have it here, and I thought I would read a few of them because it, he makes me giggle so hard. If you don't know who Eric Metis is, please head over to Channeling Eric, and that's ericthek.com. His mother, Elisa, has written a blog about her understanding of death and dying with her son, how it was to manage um, a suicide within their family, and how Eric has been growing to help other people. And he is the most straightforward, tell it to you spirit I have ever befriended. He's incredible. Okay, so I, it's kind of a few years old, but Eric says, there's our train. <laughs> we are in America. I think that's the only place you can hear that coal kind of a train. It's like it comes right through the wall. It's amazing. It does. It's amazing how it drives over the building like that without (laughs) destroying it. (laughs) So I'll speak louder. (laughs) So Eric says, five things to not do for the dead. Eric says, don't change your likes and dislikes to match mine. Sometimes we do that. He says, stop believing that you have the power to keep me attached to the earth. Number three. Don't punish yourself. Can you say, don't punish myself for my death. It was my exit, and it was not done to highlight any weakness you believe you have. Number four, he says, idolizing me after my passing. Don't do it. Please don't make me into something I was not. Number five, don't believe that you have to tell me your feelings face to face to get peace. Now that I'm dead, you don't get that chance. (laughs) So, straightforward. so obviously, not, like
1: <laughs> not all dead people are going to feel this
0: way. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably not, but in general, Do you think he's I think speaking they're for- really good guidelines, yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, like um, your loved ones aren't asking you to change who you are for the holidays because they're not with you. They want to see you continue on with your traditions, the family traditions that they were involved with before, and they don't want you to think that If you stop believing in them or thinking about them for the holidays, it doesn't mean that um, they weren't there. They can show up on their own free will and be sitting right next to you at the dining room table when you guys are sharing your giving thanks or other end of year holidays. There's so many now, I love it, that it's not just a Christmas holiday anymore. As Eric says, don't punish yourself for my death. Because a lot of this, when we're going into holidays, it's like, If only I would have, if I would have given more care, more attention, talked to the doctors better, being a better listener, if I would have been there five minutes earlier, if, 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 but it's not changing the situation, and it did play out this way, your beloved's crossing, in, in a way where you didn't need to be there five minutes early. You didn't need to listen better. Like, how do I say, everything happens for a reason. God, doesn't that like sometimes when I say that it it's got to be a better way to phrase it that? It drives a knife in my heart. You know, it's that's, like Lots. that's like something
1: that we need. You know, we've we've discussed the language Luminere Dictionary in the past. Lumiere Dictionary. To be a new phrase for that because it's a phrase that people don't want to hear.
0: No, it doesn't. Yeah. It sounds very aggressive and awful. It's not like a, and it doesn't. It's not necessarily a healing phrase <laughs> no. either. Everything happens for a reason, guys. <laughs> but. In a a way, it played out that way so that you would have that opportunity to then assess why do you feel you didn't listen well enough? In your retrospect, what are you learning? What are you gaining from it? And how are you going to apply it further in your life? So that's like a roundabout, longer way of saying it, but it's more holistic. And then Eric says, don't idolize me after my passing. Don't make me into something I was not. Like um, in... My family, my papa just passed away in January. I say just, right? It feels like yesterday. That's like... Almost a year ago. That's like 11... That's almost a year ago. Wow! But like, he was a tough guy, you know? And we sit around and we talk about how much we love him and honor him, but we're also able to say he was a tough guy. You know, there were some things that we didn't see eye to eye on, but we don't now just make him an angel because he's gone. Mm -hmm. We can talk about all aspects and the fifth one that Eric says is, don't believe that you have to tell me your feelings face-to-face to get peace. It's true. When we're thinking about our loved ones, they feel us. It's like the best kind of instant messaging <laughs> program you could ever want. Hopefully Apple's not designing this where they put something in our heart. <laughs> and like When somebody texts us, we feel the emotion, the emo- what is it? emojicons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Emoticons. Oh, happiness, sadness, (laughs) frowny face. And then, like, it triggers hormonal release in our body. But that's exactly what's happening to our loved ones, even our pets. Even if we're grieving or mourning the tree that we experienced. Like, um, I'm actually mourning a tree right now (laughs) in Piedmont Park. It was the magnolia tree that everybody went to and climbed and sat in. And every year I have pictures of my children in that tree about this time of year. And... Her roots were rotten, and she fell down, and they had to remove her. She was over 100 years old, and they have it marked, um, I think it was 110 years, of photographs in Piedmont Park with this tree, and it's no longer there. So when we walk by, my daughter and I go, oh, she's like, can we bring flowers? I was like, yeah, we can bring flowers for the
1: tree. And I'm sure other people probably would, too. yes. They so probably like, have that same emotion around her.
0: That was, I mean, I put my babies in mm-hmm. that tree. I climbed that tree when I first moved here to Atlanta 16 years ago. It's like, and now she's not there anymore. See? mourning happens everywhere as I just throw my papers down. So then Eric goes into the kind of productive part. Five things you can do for the dead. So he says, talk to me like I'm real. Number two, tell me what you need from me. Like, just because I'm gone doesn't mean you don't have needs anymore. Number three, give me dedicated time to talk to me. And don't be (laughs) like, you never come and visit anymore now that you're dead. (laughs) You can't do this. I mean, you probably can. But what we're asking for here is that spirits like to know when you're meditating. They like to know what rhythm you have. And they want to show up during that time because that's when you're most open to receive messages from them. Pretty cool, huh? They're listening and going, "Uh, could you put that on your calendar? Can you make that part of your routine? That would be really nice. So four, use joy and happiness to get closer to me. And number five, learn more. The more you experience and learn, the more you grow and change. Be curious and explore. That's my favorite one that Eric talks about. Be curious, explore, because in the act of doing that, you come across ways that you... Sense, feel, translate information from your loved ones. Because if you stay the same, what is it Colleen? If you do the same thing, mm-hmm. get the same result. Keep doing what you've always done, you'll keep getting what you've always got. Bingo. We're not interested in that anymore, right? Lumineers? We're here for a reason. We're curious, we're growing, we're learning. We want to include them into our holiday traditions. Our loved ones. Look, here I go again. Maybe I should make it more dramatic. <laughs> was a little extra dramatic.
1: (laughs) I have a comment from Calhoun who has joined us. Hey Calhoun. I just really like this comment. Everything that happens is an opportunity, a multifaceted gift.
0: A multifaceted gift. Calhoun you'll be getting your t-shirt soon with your quote (laughs) written on it because it's amazing. It's fantastic. So it's I think true. she was just
1: rephrasing. Everything happens for a reason. For a reason that everything
0: we, is an opportunity. Can we click save, take a picture of that? Maybe we're sure. going to start that dictionary. Um, so we seriously need that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Done. Agreed. Thank you.
1: And in Jamie and I's spare time, we'll, mm. we'll write a dictionary <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> so okay. I will meet you at midnight. Yeah, maybe <laughs> at midnight. <laughs> Good. Let's do that.
0: And we can work until three. <laughs> So I wanted to go over some ways that other countries honor their dead or their loved ones and then kind of get in into some ways that we can where it doesn't seem like we're intruding onto other people to maybe into uncomfortable territories. We're like, ah, oh, we're going to talk about so-and-so again. It's so strange. He's dead. He's not here. Like, because ah. grieving can be really awkward to people. Or even just talking in a loving, kind, and normal way about people who've crossed over can be really awkward for people. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how it's like, it's not taught to us in our culture. Like When you say goodbye at the funeral, you have now said goodbye, and that person's supposed to be eliminated from your language, from your, almost your memories. When you go to talk to other people, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> they don't know how to engage with you or react. So I've got some tips on things that we can use, but I wanted to highlight some other nationalities. I think you're familiar kind of with Asian culture, using the lanterns and sending them into the sky or putting the lantern on the water to float, to shine light to give to those who've crossed over. Now in many other cultures, we have special days like the Day of the Dead, November 1st and 2nd are kind of highlighted on the calendar as a time where the veil is thin between the living and the deceased. And this is kind of where we get our Halloween traditions that we've just gone through, which I loved tremendously. I might post a picture of how I dressed. I kept sending
1: (laughs) stuff to call me. I have them. (laughs) (laughs) She was pretty frightening. I can imagine that some children would have been very scared. I did scare, did you scare some children. People. I was going to say, Jamie, that was a scary costume. I didn't mean
0: to scare it was people. Scary. I would have been scared
1: <laughs> if I would have seen you beside <clears> on my
0: phone. I'll let you stay curious, and I'll post a picture, okay? But that's my favorite holiday, as you can imagine, and so I go all out. But um, in uh, China, they have the tomb sweeping day. I'm looking so I don't get it wrong. And that's usually April 4th or 5th. So it's not around our Halloween tradition time, Day of the Dead, but tomb-sweeping day is where you come in and you take care of the gravesite of your family. And usually one family member is appointed to this, and they bring in um, flowers, they polish the stone, they feed the trees, they take care of the sand, they do everything for the gravesite. And then they'll come in with... Paper items that they feel their loved one might need in the afterlife. Whether they think they need an iPad because it just came out and it's amazing. Whether they think they need more money. Whether they think they have to have more food or anything or a house. And they will have these elaborate things made out of paper. And they are beautiful. If you've never heard about this, please get online and look at it. Because the images of all these paper items and goods Mm -hmm. laid out is stunning. Because they look real. And then... They burn them. You're like, Even all the that, iPad. All that work and everything. <laughs> well, it's all made out of paper. But it oh, looks I got just like an iPad and everything. Mm. And they burn them so that it, you know, the ashes and the smoke, so it goes into the afterlife. Because they really believe that if their ancestor spirits aren't properly cared for, they end up being hungry spirits. And they'll mm. start kind of impeding on the ones that are living so if your ancestors aren't happy, they're, like, at your door going, hey, I want that iPad. Why aren't you giving it to me? Now I need this, and, and they they wreak havoc on you. So it, it's kind of cool to think that in their culture, they're keeping their ancestors modern. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, Grandpa would have loved this, you know, wireless phone. I think we're going to get it for him in paper version and send it to him. But how cool, because the reason I like this so much is that not only does it encourage you to to think of your ancestors, but it allows you to think of them in a modern day time. You know, it Mm -hmm. doesn't do that American thing where when they die, you're kind of cut off and you're separated. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, they would like that. And and you start to think about if they were here, what would that be like? And that simple line of thinking brings that energy closer to you and it allows you to feel those ancestors around you closer. It's a more intimate experience. Mm -hmm. But we don't do that kind of stuff. But my favorite is in Taiwan. (laughs) It's the day of brightness, which is kind of cool. It's not like a gloomy day. It's very happy. But um, they have kind of changed their way they're approaching this um, time of year. And they have a parade Mm -hmm. where they have flowers and they, oh, they celebrate the dead. We love them. You're doing great. Keep going. But um, the wandering spirits. They feel like um, to help those wandering spirits, sex plays a good part in that. So they will have a float of like pole dancers and strippers. Wow. Yeah. And they will do that float down the city, just some of them, not all the yeah. cities in Taiwan. And they'll strip and take off their clothes and attract the wandering spirits to help them feel happier so that they won't wreak havoc on the city or the, the family members. Wow. Yeah. So if you're feeling that what grandpa's is not happy. It's called
1: Brightness Day? It's,
0: yes. <laughs> I have never heard of that. The Day of Clear the, Brightness. The Day of Clear Brightness, okay. Mm-hmm. It's set by the solar calendar rather than the lunar calendar, which all the other celebrations are more in the lunar calendar. Mm-hmm. So they call it the Day of Clear Brightness. Yeah, so if you have a, you know, your friend that just died, you might not think that he's happy or she's happy, hire a stripper. Just say, no, just come over to my house and just do a routine. Nobody needs to see you. Just do it in the room by yourself. Yeah, it's for the, your spirit in there. <laughs> yeah, for the person who just Yeah, for the spirit who just passed to have a good time well, and was, go like, thank you so much, man. That was the best time I've ever had. This would be similar to offering food
1: for the dead or other gifts. Yeah, but yeah. You're,
0: all, you're offering a strip Brighten your horizons. I've never heard of
1: this. Oh, this really?
0: This is amazing. There's video of it. <laughs> On YouTube, you can go see the day of clear brightness. Well, we know what Jamie's doing <laughs> in her spare time. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm researching Taiwan. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. it's true. <laughs> you guys cracked me up. <laughs> I did. I watched several videos because I was like, this can't be real. This has got to be a spoof. Like, this is this is something someone's making up. And it's not. Yeah. It's something that they thought of. But you think about it, you know, we call some of, um, here in the South, we have strip clubs here. I can't speak for other cities. I I just, it's not what I go for. I think Atlanta is like the strip club capital
1: of the is United it the States capital? or something.
0: There's an excessive amount. There's an excessive there. amount. Yeah. And, you know, we already have ideas and thoughts of it that it's seedy or it's this or it's not right. What if we have those sensations because the wandering spirits are like, that's my place. I'm going to head down to that bar or that strip club and just hang out and have a good time. I don't need to cross over. So what if we're actually picking up on that too? I was just curious. That's I just throwing it out. I have, I have a quick question for you. Yeah. You know, if you're taking them. I am. Okay.
1: This is from Reggie. And she, hey, Reggie. And Reggie says, Jamie, how do you define the dead? We always set our mortality as a bar to measure death against, but I'd be interested in reading
0: or hearing your perspective. Dead, for me, is without a physical body. So an entity without a physical body. But then I have differences in that. So I call a soul a spirit that's in a physical body. And I call a spirit that is an entity that doesn't have a body that has crossed over to their dimensional plane where they need to reside. So for me, people in home or in heaven or in the afterlife to me are spirits but ghosts to me are entities who no longer have a body and have not transitioned into the dimensional plane that they would resonate best in you know they're forcing themselves mm-hmm. to stay on an earthly plane because that's what they want or that's what they remember oh yes every ghost does this i don't know where that came from especially it, when they're forcing themselves to
1: stay yeah on they force like this they dance like that yeah they do
0: Um, So for me, that's my difference. The soul is in the body, the ghost has no body but didn't transition, and the spirit for me is someone who's transitioned. So when we're talking about honoring the dead, we're talking about ghosts, wandering spirits, all of that, lost ones, and ones who have crossed over, and angels, and all of the whole deal. The dead. So I just kind of grouped them all together. Hmm. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's
1: nice to have that definition.
0: It is. Thanks for that question. Thank you. Remind me to get more clear. I love it. Colleen was just mentioning offering up meals or food, Mm -hmm. and that's something that the Brazilian culture does very well. They don't necessarily have those kind of big graveyard parties or anything like that, but they have these altars that they'll set up with the person's picture. Maybe they'll give their favorite food that they had on the altar. If they like to smoke, they'll lay out cigarettes or tobacco or their favorite drink and they set it up on the altar, and they give love and thanks to them for a period of time. I like that a lot. In Tokyo, in Japan, when I would teach over there, I stayed with a family whose um, stepdaughter, not stepdaughter, daughter-in-law had just transitioned, and whenever we would go to a restaurant or have a meal or have a drink, they would equally serve the daughter-in-law that had just crossed over, and they would Portion what she would eat and what she liked and they would put it on a plate and they would all eat their meal they would include her in it and then when they were done with their food then the husband would then eat the meal of his wife that was no longer there to enjoy the meal that's sweet isn't it is it is do they do that for a time period or will they do that until they just no longer
1: feel like that's
0: Oh, wow. I don't have the answer. Just curious, if
1: if it's done for a month,
0: just out of respect, or is it done for five years? I don't know. I know it was about a month or so after she had passed that I had stayed in their household. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was really beautiful. Like in the Brazilian culture, you don't eat it, you put it on the altar and you set it there, and it is for them. And it rots, right? And yeah, and when it's time to clean it up, you clean it up. You know, or if it's at the end of the night, sometimes they'll just dump it and clean things out and get ready for the next day for the next offering. But not when I was with this family. They would go ahead and consume the food. They didn't Mm. want it wasted. and They wanted her to taste it and to feel full and to enjoy this, that they wanted to include her in everything.
1: That's really sweet. Isn't that neat? It is. It's really sweet.
0: And then the husband joked to me, he says, I'm going to be a fat man by the time all of this (laughs) is done because he would have his meal and her meal. He was eating twice. Mm. And I joked and I said, now you know what it's like to be pregnant. Which is, I don't think it translates very well, because it wasn't funny at the table. It was not. It was not laughed at. No, it no. wasn't really. Yeah. And think about it. I mean, they're grieving. It was probably inappropriate to say that. Yeah, I view death <laughs> in a different way. It was not cool. <laughs> this is the stuff. This is the poop I step in quite frequently. I say things very out of line because for me, it's not. Um, it's not taboo. This is just so common, this is what happens. We talk about birth all the time, why can't we talk about death? It's totally fine. The Irish, the Irish cultures, you know where we got our wakes? You know where we lay the body out on the table? Some of you are already like, yeah, because they were like comatose and they would wake up later and sometimes they were burying people alive. Mm -hmm. You know, and then when they would resume them, there'd be scratches on the wood and the coffin because they were trying to get out. Well, it's because those Irish are great drinkers and their cups were made of metal, made of lead. And if they were heavy drinkers, they would get lead poisoning and they'd reach a certain toxicity that would make them comatose and they would go out. And of course, in a coma, they're not still drinking from the lead cups, so sometimes their toxicity levels would drop, and then they would wake up several days later, and all of a sudden their loved one who they just grieved over for the last three or four days comes to, yay, they're alive again. So they would not bury them right away. They would lay them out, and then everybody would come and celebrate and eat food and talk about them and socialize and wait to see if they were going to come to. And that's where the wake was, was born. <laughs> I told my family, when I go, put me on a table, please. (laughs) I think I want to lay there as you guys like talk about me and we chill out together and they're like, no. today too, I mean, if you're having a weight, it's not typical
1: that they're just laying out the body exactly the way that it died. You know, they're usually doing things to it that obviously it's not going to be coming back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like now. I know this is probably not the situation in Ireland
0: wasn't way back then, was During it? During that
1: time period, but
0: now it's, it's become its own, its whole separate thing. Yeah, it is. It's a whole separate yeah. thing. Huh. Our culture has grabbed hold of it. But what it did give us is that when somebody's to pass over, we drink, we celebrate, we call in our friends and family, we talk about them, we engage with it, and we see it more as a, a time of waiting rather than a time of grieving. Mm-hmm. The wake. Wait for him to wake up. Wouldn't that be crazy? Oh, the Can wake. you imagine bringing... I'm just getting that. You're just getting it? Can you imagine being in on. the room like three days later and the person goes, <gasps> Ooh. and you're like... <laughs> that, was a, that was a rough night. <laughs> that was a rough night. You're like three a lot days of later. In my beer. <laughs> All right, we're just getting silly here. I wanted to mention two more that I really like, and those are Native American traditions and um, one is the Hopi and with the Hopi Indian tradition is when you die it's their belief that you travel across the sky path westward and that if you had a good life then you would have easy traveling across the sky and you would land in the west and you would be in the beyond and everything would be good but if you had a hard life then you were going to have kind of like a hard passing and so they would actually eat the food that you liked they would send prayer, they would give love and thought and dance for you until you got westward. And then the Navajo believed that your age showed how well you lived your life. Which I would argue that with my papa who was ninety-four, okay. you know, which <laughs> he they the Navajo say that the longer you live, it shows that you had a good life. Mm-hmm. Not just health wise, but spiritual wise as well. And so um, I, I like that a lot. If you're getting old, it just means you're getting better. Like your glass of wine. So what is not...
1: Would not have many... I can't, I can't talk right now. <laughs> we'll we'll, edit, like we'll edit this part out, but we can't edit on Facebook. No, we can't. <laughs> What's live is live. So in, in some of those traditions where they're doing things for the spirit, are they doing less if the spirit was older when they passed? Like if they had spent more time in their
0: human body, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be doing... As much as you would... Yes, okay, as if they were younger. Because if you were younger, then it was obviously that you didn't do something right and you were taken. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a good life for you to have. But the longer you lived in the Navajo tradition, the better you were. And I love this part because when um, after you pass on, you go to the dawn woman who would then give birth to you again to come back to life. The dawn woman.
1: Like the... We have a Don woman around here. We
0: do. I'm going to ask her if she'll like bring in some new life or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so much more. We could talk about India. We have Canada, United States, which is where I'm going to focus in right now because most of our Lumineers are English-speaking and modern and kind of in United States and Canada. And so when we look at how we celebrate... Most of the times it's to not talk about the person. Mm -hmm. We do get to put up some pictures, maybe, and that seems to be acceptable and okay. But to constantly talk about our loved one who just crossed over, and I say just cross over, I mean one year, two years, three, ten years, twelve years, because for, like you saw my example before, it's like... When something traumatic like this happens, it doesn't feel like it ever ends up in the past. It kind of always sits Mm -hmm. right next to us. We're like, oh man, I remember that happening and it feels like yesterday. So there's great ways now, creative ways, that we can kind of make a tradition around our loved ones so we feel like we're not distancing them or not honoring them, not thinking about them, but including them. And the first one I love so much, and I've heard this a few times in readings, is to collect pictures of your loved one, all ages, not just recent. And when family comes over, what you have is the picture on top of a page or in a a photo, not a photo book, but like a notebook where you can turn pages. Mm -hmm. And they will write their story of their memory of what's happening in that photograph. So it's of your loved one at a party then those people that were at that party will write their memory of that night about that loved one that you're trying to honor and remember. And then what you can do is you take these stories and these pictures and you make a little book, and every year you bring out four new photographs. So this can go on forever. I mean, if you're like me, I have thousands of pictures just from the month of May. So um, I love taking pictures that... Each year, you have new stories being formed, and then throughout the year, you can leave the book on the coffee table, or you can just bring it out for your special holidays, or for their birthday, or for their death day, and open it up and read people's stories. And it kind of encourages you to think about them, and how they would be, and what they would like about what's happening. That's my favorite one. I like that one a lot. Yes. Can you imagine? Imagine, Everyone's
1: participation, it's very visual and it involves everybody and it brings up good good energy and good times. Yeah, and if it
0: was like for your dad? Be yeah, a great dad thing to do passed with, passed with the living. Yes, just to bring
1: people together. It would be yeah. a great thing to do for the living. I know that's not what we're talking about, but I mean I
0: just like that idea. And you can yeah. photocopy it, you can make 10 copies of it and send it to all the grandkids about grandmother or whoever it was and then they all have those memories. And the last session that I heard this in, it was um, a grandfather and he had two granddaughters and a grandson, but he loved the littlest granddaughter and she's just in kindergarten right now. And he had just crossed away, passed away, crossed away. <laughs> that was probably a better word for it. Crossed away. yeah. It's not passed away. Anyways. You blended the two. Blended. I <laughs> married them. There we go. And he still stays in contact with her. And in the reading, they shared that the little girl in kindergarten would pass by his pictures and she would look at him and go, hey, granddaddy, and she'd say hi and kind of talk to him real fast and then carry on. But she wouldn't do it in front of her parents. But when she was alone, she'd get in front of the picture and and say hi and talk to him. And he's like, that's the way I connect her. How wonderful would it be when she's older in high school and wanting to know more about me? that she has a photo album with many people's stories Mm. about me. Mm you know, And it happens around the holidays when we're nostalgic anyways and we're wanting to tell stories, but you have that chance to write it down. Mm -hmm. And it could be bullet-pointed. It could be just something real simple. Gives her a a broader memory of him because they're going to be talking about so many
1: events and happenings where she was not present because she was only five.
0: Yep. Yep. That's very sweet.
1: I like that idea a lot.
0: I love this idea. Another one that I hear is getting a glass vase and getting some tumbled stones and Sharpie markers. Who's Sharpie's number one fan? (laughs) That's me. Jamie Butler. That's me. (laughs) I want a Jamie Butler brand of Sharpie. (laughs) That's how much I love them. I would rep for them.
1: I would. Yeah.
0: Okay. You can have your whole craft line, really. Of Sharpie.
1: Just Sharpie? Oh, I'm picturing lots of crafts.
0: Oh, I like yeah. the arts and crafts, guys. It's pretty <laughs> crazy. Yeah. You should see the tents I just made for my daughter's birthday. Oh Loved my gosh. making them, and it looked amazing. <laughs> They're amazing. I'm going to post a picture. Really?
1: I'll post a picture. You know, it's just the one at
0: nighttime. We had it at our center. Because Jamie's amazing. <laughs> She makes things. It's unbelievable. I like making things. If I wasn't so good at seeing the dead and talking to them for other people, I would be probably a carpenter, arts and crafts specialist, or photographer. Like, that's what I would want to do. Just heads up. Anyways, (laughs) so as I digress, um, getting the glass vase and getting tumbled stones, real smooth ones, and Sharpies. Because then you lay the stones out, and family members can come by and write the loved one's name on it, write a short message to them, uh, draw a heart, It's just whatever it is. It's the intent put into the writing on the stone, and then you put the stones in the vase, and then whoever is honored that day, like maybe it's you know, Nana's 90th birthday or whatever it is, you can give her the vase so that she can use those stones to put the flowers in, the bouquets. So it's usable throughout the year, but every stone has an intent on it of that loved one.
1: Hmm.
0: So maybe it was Nana's husband, so everybody wrote on the stones about that. Maybe it was your son or your daughter, so everybody wrote on the stones about that, and the vase goes to you. And so every time you get flowers, you nestle them into those stones and those rocks so there's so many ways that you could keep it alive throughout the year and um, have that moment happen during the holidays where we're pulling this in together oh blessed items with the year and date um i love making photo albums that's not going to be everybody's thing Mm -hmm. is that your thing Mm, depends depends i don't think
1: it's as much my your thing as it is or I can't, I can't talk this morning, James. What's We're gonna, the matter with me? I think it's much more your thing than mine. <laughs> you have your coffee. I do not.
0: <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> you say coffee, but if you guys realize what I really drank, you would not sip out of that. It's like the weakest with like almond milk and yeah, anyway. Like Nobody, coffee water. <laughs> coffee water. Really what it is. Um, taking almost. items and writing the year on it. So you know those... Uh, who makes them? Oh my God! I see that Etsy does it. Um, Photo Barn does it. I love Photo Barn. If you don't know that company, like photobarn. Shutterfly, com- that kind of- Shutterfly okay. will make them. Um, there's other ones, but you can get little ornaments made with the person's name on it and the year, and choose the current year, and you could put a photograph of what happened throughout the year. It doesn't even have to relate to that loved one. But it it reminds you every time you go for that ornament, that decoration, that piece, that it has a current year on it. So it it kind of what it does is it allows your head to look at, okay, my loved one is still continuing. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't just stop writing the date and that name together. Because in the States, that's what happens. You know, when you lose a daughter in 2009 you're not writing your daughter's name in 2010 on things. It's Mm -hmm. just like, you just don't do that because they're not living in a body. And I'm saying, let's do that. Let's do it. Let's look at a family picture that you take, maybe in 2010 after your daughter has passed away, and you write your daughter's name on the back of it and you write 2010. So she's still part of that family picture. Or maybe it's a sunset that you like, or maybe it was the dime that you found out in the ocean Like, totally bizarre, right? Lisa Smith, she's got a great book coming out. (laughs) And um, it's all about how her son was giving her dimes in the most bizarre places. Middle of the ocean, on top of the trash, falling from the sky. It's not just in parking lots and, like, on the floor where you would find loose change. I mean, flying out of nowhere. And so you could take a picture of that dime, and then write your son's name on the back and the current year that it happened. So it's bringing them along with you. So basically what this is about honoring our dead, honoring our loved ones, our deceased, our beloveds, is that I'm encouraging you to carry them forward with you. And carry them forward not just protected in your heart and not just trapped in memories in your head where you don't feel like you can share them again because it might make someone awkward, or, you know, it might change the tone in the room, like, oh, here she goes, talking about the one who just died. Mm. Well, know? that was some of the questions we were getting, is how do
1: you address those family members or friends who won't feel the same
0: way that you do, as far as
1: when they think they're gone, they're gone?
0: Oh, who has already just buried them mm-hmm. and don't ever want to bring them or, up? Or, or you can tell it makes them extremely uncomfortable. So with those people in your family's friendships that are, are done, like they've stopped um, discussing the person. If they're coming over face-to-face, you can have a table set up, uh, kind of like a Brazilian altar, but not as glam-glam about it. And you can have those arts and crafts, like the photo and the paper, or the stones, or like a, a guest sign-in book, mm-hmm. like you do at a, at a wedding or a party, And you can say, hey, um, we've decided part of our tradition is carrying our loved ones over with us, so if you'd like to leave a note or something, you can. If not, totally fine. So giving them the permission to choose one way or another is a great way to kind of dampen the feeling in the room. Anytime that you're saying it's gotta go one way or I've gotta force myself to not talk about it at all is when things start feeling very awkward. But I always say, speak up, be direct. So when somebody comes to your house, you're like, if it's the first holiday, guys, the first one, and everybody is, let's say your husband just passed away, and it's the first time you're having holidays or celebrating a birthday, and everybody comes forward, and they're kind of looking at you like, you doing okay? Is it fine? You you good? You know, they're kind of like, hmm, reserved, even when they're saying mm-hmm. it. Like, are we allowed to ask if you're okay? Because it's not really great. I mean, we know, but you know? Immediately say, you know what? This is the first birthday I've had without my husband. Just immediately say it. Just put it out on the table. And it might be hard to like put it to words because it might be very like raw and up mm-hmm. here on your chest, but just say it and let them know, do you know my first year, everything is going to be my first time without this person. And I give everybody permission to talk about this person. You talk about my husband. You don't have to not talk about him. Give the, if you want to call it a set of rules, give the boundaries of how you want this managed and handled and if you feel like you can't think on the spot when this happens, please go ahead and take the time, like maybe as we're chatting now or you're watching the video. Sit down and write the things of how you would like others to talk about your loved one And how you would like to share with others that it's okay if they do. That it's not going to bring up your grief again. Um, That you might cry, but it is not their responsibility to take care of you. So really lay it out. If you feel like you can't do this on your own, maybe see a counselor, a life coach, uh, a mentor, a best friend, a parent, somebody who really knows you where you can say, listen, I need to talk about this and I need to let people know how to handle me. So I want to let them know, yes, talk about my husband, this is the first time he hasn't been here, and if I cry or I leave the room, it's because I'm looking for ways to, to help myself. I don't need you to follow me, I don't need you to take special care of me, I'm figuring this out. This is new. you know. And I know it's not to belittle the situation, but if, if we were to take a new experience, that somebody was going through, and it wasn't based on grief, like um, a child learning to walk. It's not based on grief, but they're learning. You know, and everybody's watching, like, ooh, I want to help, but they need to do it on their own. Get up. You know, they kind of tumble, and they fall, and they get back up, and they learn to walk, and then everybody's like, yay, you did it. Like, ask for that kind of support, because maybe that's what you're looking for. Or if you're not somebody who opens up, then maybe you simply say to them, I know this is my first time without my husband. I'm trying to manage this. If I leave to cry, I would like you know, no one to follow me or I'll pick so-and-so to come with me, but um, to say that I don't want to talk about it afterwards. I don't want to make it group therapy. I do that elsewhere, not here. You're my family. You know, it's Lay the ground rules. Is that kind of clear with you guys? And again, if you feel like you cannot think on the spot, please have it written down in advance. But I love having some part of your house dedicated to those who've crossed over. Now, think about it like this. Let's say if your husband just passed away, but you also have transitioned a cousin and a grandmother 20 years ago and an uncle five years ago, why don't you have your cousin, your grandmother, and your uncle's images also on the table? Mm -hmm. So then it becomes a place of, you know what? I have now just realized how important it is that we remember everybody in the family during these days, not just the ones who are alive. And I'm sorry that it took me until now, when my husband crossed over, to realize this. And that's why I've included grandmother, cousin, and uncle.
1: It's like a family altar.
0: Family altar. Family table. Mm-hmm. They only see. You, know, you don't have to keep it up year round. But you know these things have great, great meaning, and it really eases the energy in a room when you who've experienced the grief the most hold the torch of how the emotional balance is going to be in this situation this time even if you're going to somebody else's house for the holidays because you just can't have people in your home now you know you need that as your sanctuary Mm -hmm. which if you know that you best follow through with that Mm and don't invite people over have it as your sanctuary and go mm. Is somebody else going to do that and I'll go to your house? Still feel like you have the right to talk in the other person's house about, hey, this is my first time or my second year or my third year It's still raw for me, but I want you to talk about my loved one and this is what I need. And if I blow up, blow down, however you want to say it, cry a little, I'm okay. You know, do this or not this. Colleen kept looking at the computer. I'm like, oh my Why God, what what's <laughs> happening?
1: I'm always trying to pay attention to what you're saying, and then oh, trying to pay attention to everyone else too. And it's <laughs> multitasking. Not, it's not always an easy task. Mm-mm. Um, a lot of people were sharing what what they do. Oh, I love that. Honor... Let's share. So Melanie honors her past daughter with butterflies regularly, and they include her in their daily lives and extended family, gently in general conversation. Then we had a message from Allison, who said she has a Christmas card from her mom, who passed in 2009. And write on the same card every year, about the year we just had, and it's on display with everyone's card. Oh my... Which I think is a fantastic. God, <gasps> that is
0: incredible.
1: So I love that. She puts her that. mother's card with everybody else's card.
0: That's per- that's it. Move it forward. Put the new stuff on it. Carry them with us. They're with us. I love that one. Lots And Shannon Johnson, I like the ornament idea.
1: When I miscarried my son, I was given a crystal angel ornament that year for him Which was 1995. It is always the first ornament on the tree, and I'm the one who places it when the kids decorate the tree. Then the Uh, kids decorate the tree. So she has that tradition of putting that ornament on the tree first, giving me goosebumps, and then letting everyone else go decorate. Thank you so much for sharing. That is the sweetest
0: thing ever. Like I still look at that. Jimmy has crazy goosebumps. (laughs) Oh. this is what I miss so in our culture, like this ideas. richness of bringing our entire ancestral, our loved ones with us. We really don't have to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that we make ourselves do this and that we've taken so many centuries to believe that's what happens. It's not what happens. I love in um, Umbanda, which is an African descent of a belief system. They, mm-hmm. they do this mostly in Brazil. They have um, certain locations for the spirits. And so at certain holidays, they'll have maybe that chair is for somebody specific. So when they do meditation or call in or do their spiritual work, that's always where grandma sits. And nobody sits in that chair because that's where they are. They honor them so much. They're like, that's your corner. That's where you can watch everything from. (laughs) I love that. Bobby
1: Kimball says he works at a haunted place built in the 1920s and he always likes to play 1920s music for the spirits. Which makes me think of a question I I had earlier about honoring, we're talking about family, but we're not talking about just honoring the dead of the space during the holidays. If you lived in an older home or were on older land and you knew that there were other spirits hanging out, what are some simple, simple things that
0: you could do besides
1: get some sage and tell them to go?
0: <laughs> yeah. Bobby, that is so cool. If you would mind, if you work there, do you want to let us know where that is? We'd love to share that. I think that's really neat. Well, and he was
1: saying, now that I'm looking at it more, he's saying he plays the 1920s music for the spirits and then try to get them to cross. I think people were
0: talking on the thread about... Crossing of spirits. Yeah, helping them go across by doing some things that create joy and happiness for them. That's wonderful. I have a a ghost in my house, Sam, and I have tracked down his family. I have spoken with his granddaughter who probably now has crossed over herself. That's Mm -hmm. how old our house is. And she identified with him and gave us his story which Mm -hmm. matched what I could figure out about him. And Bobby, I never thought about looking at 1929 is when he crossed over mm-hmm. looking at maybe the music that was being played then or some of the mm. the teas or the foods have I you just never thought about it just
1: personal question because i'm sure that everyone else is thinking it too have you tried
0: to cross him over yeah big time well that's what i thought so i'm just you're, what is the reason same hanging out i'd send him love and he'd pop around that corner and scare the live in yeah me. Geez, out of you. So he Sam would, wants to stick around for some reason. That's his home. He never mm. got to live in it. He decided to take his own life so that his family would have the life insurance because he lost everything in the depression and had built the house for his family. And so he killed himself and the money went to the family and the family got to live in it. And so his children grew up in a good place. Did he kill himself in the home? Um, he killed himself um, I think on the property but not in the home. Mm. But he lives upstairs in the original part of the house and not in the newly Mm. um, added part of the house. So he's not in
1: Yeah,
0: so he's not in my bedroom, which is considered the basement, Mm -hmm. but upstairs, guest bedroom. Anybody want to stay in my guest bedroom? Meet Sam. Sam. (laughs) Meet Sam. (laughs) Sometimes my kids won't even go down the tiny little hallway. They're like, "Um, can you get my backpack? (laughs) It's like three steps in. Grab your backpack. No. So, Bobby, I might go home and play some music today. That's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: 1929. Yeah,
0: he doesn't want to leave the house. That's part of his heaven. So we are now roommates for the last 16 years. Isn't that crazy? This is so much fun. I would love to see pictures of some of the things that you've created or done. Mm -hmm. And I'll share mine as well, what we've done over the holidays, to honor. Do you know those little... um, When our kids were little, we'd do the turkey hands and we do them on different colored construction paper. Mm -hmm. Um, Yellow, orange, red, brown, and we make the little turkeys. You know, you can even do that to decorate and write your loved ones' names. I mean, it doesn't have to be expensive. It can be on paper, it can be what you find outside. My daughter came home with a gorgeous leaf. It was a maple leaf, a red ribbon maple leaf, if you know what that is, as a tree farmer's daughter. And she was like, "This is the most perfect leaf I've ever seen," and I was like, "What do you want to do with it?" She goes, "I want to write a love note on it because it is so perfect." Hmm. And she just wrote, "I love you," and just wrote a few things on it, just, just <laughs> it. life, you know. And now it's laying on our kitchen counter, but it's like, well, how beautiful is that? As fall is approaching, taking what's happening in our environment and then mm-hmm. writing love notes to it. And then you can put that back out in the yard for it to uh, recycle, give back. We had a couple questions about
1: um, ghosts and is. Ooh, let's do it. Should we pray for the dead? Is it is it something that's that's worth our while to, to pray for them? To pray for the ghosts, just to pray for the dead. So the dead, <laughs> the really, dead
0: in general. Yeah.
1: I think because we were talking about the dead, a lot of ghost questions were coming up.
0: But I think the question I want to do a talk where we just do ghosts. I really want, I'm into that. We've talked about that. come across a lot of ghosts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez. Um, being in the South, in the Civil War area. Absolutely. I've come down a street one time walking and just was like, nope, nope, nope. Started backpedaling and started walking back. My husband's like, oh my God, Jamie, what? And I'm like, I can't go down that street. I'm so sorry. He's like, Jesus! He's gotta be kidding me. I was like, No, I don't know where I am, but you can find it on a map, and you tell me that's exactly where Big War was. Yeah, it was. It's in a neighborhood, but I wouldn't do it. Well, for those of you who don't live in Atlanta, it's you can be
1: driving down any road, and there's a historical plaque in someone's front yard. I mean, you pass yeah. them oh, yeah, all the it's time, weird, and, it, and you never yeah. look at them, but they're everywhere. This is where the battle of so and so was, and it's all over the city. And so it's it's a very dense place as far
0: as history is concerned. As far as history is concerned, and you don't <laughs> expect it because you're in a normal neighborhood. Mm-hmm. There's nothing yeah. spooky or, or anything, anything about it. At a stoplight, and you look We're at over a stoplight. Yes, yeah.
1: they're everywhere. It's so true. They are everywhere.
0: So we will do one about ghosts. But in to answer, do you? pray for ghosts? Is it good to talk to them? Is it good to send them anything? What not? Absolutely. I would love, I think if you're asking me, hey, what kind of ultimate goal or something should I reach for or set for? The definition of lumineer is one who shines light. I would love nothing more for us to understand that just who we are and how we think and, and how we behave shines light And that in and of itself, the light, is what will help all the others around us, the living, the deceased, the ghosts, the spirits, the real people, the animals, the trees, the plants, the house, the inanimate objects. If we can acknowledge and pay attention just to our light, Mm -hmm. that it's out there and engaging with all of it, then I don't think that we'll need to sit down and really focus heavily on the words to use like the intent or the prayer or the blessings or the... Because we understand what our light can naturally do to shift vibrational patterns around us. Mm -hmm. For me, that would be the easiest way to exist. Now, after I've said that, I will tell you where I am. I still use a lot of words. I like my words. Um, I don't feel like I'll be like that forever, but I love coming into my office every day I talk to the spirits that are in the office, I bless the office, I do an intent, Um, I protect it with energy, and I lay down certain boundaries and rules, and I know that that's how my office is going to respond. But I know that there will be one day where I come into a space and my energy alone asks for it all to fall into place that way because I am connected to it so intensely and I have no doubt that that is what is happening. When I reach that moment of no doubt, that's where we find that that perfect success with, with the intent and the prayer and the blessings and so forth and using our energy light. I talk a lot with my hands, don't I? Who would I be without my arms? You talk with your feet or something. Like that. I would. I would probably learn how to talk with my feet. <laughs> so
1: Bobby came back on and said he's going to share photos. It's in Spartanburg, South Carolina, which is not far from us at all, and it's Frank Evans High School.
0: So he was talking wow. about that's where he plays his nineteen twenties music. Thank you for taking care of the spirits, Bobby, and the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like there's one thing that gets me the most in watching those ghost hunting shows, is um. They ask them, perform, move this, mm-hmm. do that. And they irritate them, and they poke, and they prod, and they anger them. Is that you who blah, 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 you know, were you? And I'm like, shut up. I wouldn't <laughs> want you to talk to me like that. No, of course they're going to fight I'd be back. pissed. Mm-hmm. And there's one show right now where, and I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a man and a woman, and they're nice. Mm-hmm. And they talk to the ghosts, and they're like, we would love for you to come forward we're not interested in harming you or agitating you. We really want to help. If you could show us ways to help you. And I'm like, oh, finally. Nice ghost hunters. <laughs> I love that. I don't know why. They keep stopping oh, our either. camera. I think we're at We're at, a, we're at, at loving max loving. capacity? Yeah. No. Oh, one day, Lumineers. We're going to just talk for hours.
1: <laughs> Jamie live for five hours. For five Facebook. hours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good thing that I have a deep seed craving to do this for many, many years. And so let's keep talking. Let's keep finding questions so that we can have these conversations. Let's keep creating these communities where we can support each other. It is extremely important for us to know that we are truly beings of light. And we got this. So thank you so much for being on Facebook with me today. Keep sending your comments if you have show ideas let us know we really like to hear from you i love you lumineers remember what is it? it is not woo woo it's true true <laughs> bye guys bye